listeners, welcome back to another episode of Two Peas in a Podcast starring Mr. Cologne and Mrs. Harrison. This week, we welcome special guest Mrs. McMullen, who was on after guest hosting a few episodes ago. Be sure to keep listening if you want to hear more about Mrs. McMullen's 25 years at Viz and bid her farewell with us. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, this is David Cologne. I'm the head of school at Visitation Academy in St. Louis, Missouri, and with me is... Danielle Harrison, Director of Mission Integration, and we are Two Peas on a Podcast, taping our final episode for the school year, and we are so lucky to have as our final guest, the one, the only, legend... Old person... <laughs> Barbara McMullen. Yay! Welcome, 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 welcome. Now, you may remember Mrs. McMullen, who is a special guest host a couple of weeks back. So she's back again, but this time not to talk about snow days. Right. So, Barb, you've been here 25 years. That's correct. You're retiring. Correct. Everyone wants you to come back for to, to do something. And you just kind of sit there and just like, yeah, I'll be back. I have a plan, and my plan is no plan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says, don't take your time. Don't commit to things because people that I've spoken to that have retired, they commit to things very quickly, and then they're rescinding their offer. So I'm planning on just for a while not really doing much of anything but being lazy. That's good. So are any traveling? or? Um, yes. Travel is sort of in the plans. I have a niece who's moving to Switzerland this summer, so that will be our Ooh, first kind of fun. outing. All right. So 25 years at visitation. How's it been? Fast. Fast and furious. Is it the fastest 25 years of your life? It is. I mean, people say that, but it is actually true. I mean, the time goes by really, really quickly. Did you ever think that you would be here for that? No, no. I came from special school district, and sort of the motto was you would move every three or four years. So I was sort of in that mode. I would probably be here like four or five years and then probably go someplace else. But I guess I just fell in love with the girls. Aww. When you came to visitation, what did you start as? I started as the assistant principal. Okay. So I was coming out of a, a self-contained classroom for students with behavior disorders. And I walked into the door of visitation. It's like, this is like golden. Because <laughs> the girls were so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Not so, was like in the past either. <laughs> they, <laughs> or were. They are. Um, they, they are. It's a really, really good place to be. I think if you've been other places, you're much more appreciative than... Um, maybe if you've started here, if this is maybe all you know, but when you've been other places and you can talk to any teacher in the building, you know, they will all say that this is kind of like a heaven of heaven schools where students are motivated to do their best and their parents are on their side, they're on our side. The goal is that, you know, they move away from here and are able to go to college, do well, and then do something in the future that they are very, very passionate about. Yeah, and that, you know, I see like our kids on a quote bad day are still a good deal. Less bad. Yes, that's yes. So one of the things that I think is most interesting to me, as, as and I've only known you for a few months now, is your views on leadership. Because you are a leader, you are acknowledged as a leader, and yet you always sort of, you don't feel the need to sort of just point at yourself. Tell me about what, what do you think, what makes a good leader? For me, it's, I guess, I've always felt that more people can make a better decision than one person. So the more information that you can get to, from others, you know, the obvious is that that decision is going to be much, much better. And if you can bring in the people that are going to be, I guess, you know, sort of affected by the decision, then it's probably going to be a better one as well. How do you see yourself empowering the girls while you were here? I, I feel like I've listened to them. 
You know, they don't always get yes as an answer. As a matter of fact, if they if they pressure me, um, I will basically say, if you want an answer now, the answer is going to be no. All right, but if you think about it, and we have time to think about it, I would say most of the time we can come to sort of a consensus of what's going to work for both of us. I'm the oldest of 11 children, and I think that you know, was good training for this, to be honest. It's like you all had to find a way to get along, and I think that's how it is in a in a school, too. You have you know a lot of people with different personalities, and um, I do like to have my way. I'm going to say not going to say that I don't. Well, you're the oldest um, of eleven, right? You know. um, but I hope that most of the time I'm able to listen and come up with something that's going to benefit the most people. What was it like growing up in a family of eleven? Fun. I've never lived in the house with two of them. I was already in college and gone when two of them were born. Oh my gosh! So my youngest brother and my son are only one year apart. Wow! So my my grandson. <laughs> And my brother's little girl are in the same class at the same school right now. Well, that's great. <laughs> so it's, it's just fun. Our, our family's very close, and it's just it's a lot of fun. What's the biggest change between when you started at Viz and now that you've seen on campus? Um, I, th- I think a couple things. I think the, the college process is probably the thing that I've seen change the most. And to me, it's it's become much more detrimental than it was in the past. It's just that... It gets, it's such a long, drawn-out thing now. When I first started, it was, okay, people were applying, and, you, you know, you pretty much figured out fairly early on where you were going to go to school. And now it's all becoming about the package. It's like, you, you know, no one can just walk out and pay, well, maybe some people. Um, I'm going to pay $80,000 to go to school. So everybody is looking for, you know, the right school, but something that's not going to put them in debt for the next, you know, 30 or 40 years. Where in the past it was, most schools were pretty reasonably priced, even schools that were very academic, um, top-tier schools. But that's very, very, it's very different. I feel much more sorry for kids applying now than in the past. And even, you know, even the process as far as, you know, a clear cut, who's going to get into this school? No score matters anymore. You know, it's like, you can do all these things and, you know, Susie down the street from you gets in and your qualifications may be better, what we think are better, and then you don't get into that school. So it's just, it's such an unknown. Before the formula was much more clear cut, I think. So sort of higher standards, but also more random. It seems to be. It seems to be. And then just the number, like the number of kids that apply to certain schools has, you know, increased drastically. So, you know, the pool is very, very different too. So Barb, when you started, the sisters were probably had a stronger... There were, yeah, there were, there were probably 25, 27 sisters when I first started. So, and they, and it's, what's really, I think, interesting to me is the teachers that were in the leadership roles were basically younger than I am or about the same age. So to kind of see that, you know, transform over 25 years, it's, you know, it's a long drawn out story, but yet it happened very, very quickly. It's like where they have a huge presence to where now we have three sisters that are, you know, on campus really daily, um, but it's not the same as, as when it was back then. How do you think the school has kind of stepped up to take on the The mission or the, 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 mission, charism. Yeah, the charism? Um, yeah. I would say for a long time we were sort of lackadaisical about it. But even the sisters were never promoting it. You know, one of the sisters that is no longer at this monastery, she would always say that, you know, the charism was something to be caught and not to be taught. And so there were many years where really nothing was happening 
because there were no te- no sisters here that you were like catching this from. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a lapse. And I would say it's it's probably been uh, maybe a good 10 years, something like that, that it's been a much more strategic, planned out, you know, type of way to get that information to students. But, you know, one of one of my things about retiring really had to do with, you know, when you're at a place for this long, you don't want to just leave it in the hands of anyone. And I'm sure the sisters felt, you know, felt the same way. So it's about finding the right time when you think things are moving, you know, forward to kind of take that step back. So I, I feel really good about, you know, moving on at this time. And I'm really, really excited about the new teachers that are coming next year. It's like when you go down the list, the checklist is just one more phenomenal person than than the next. We've been really, really lucky this year. Sometimes you just really get lucky. That's great. You know, one of the things I think we're going to miss is your ability to know everyone in the city. <laughs> because it's amazing. So if we have someone come through, you're like, oh, I know that potential teacher through this, this, and this. And it's and not even this, this, and this. It's just this. There's like, you know, that one degree of separation for Barb McMullen. That's an amazing thing. So, and maybe this is a ridiculous question, but how do you do that? I mean, it's amazing. Other people have grown up here, and yet you know, it seems seemingly there's nobody you don't know that we can't get to you knowing them. I think it's just kind of really being a people person. You know, if you if you speak to people long enough, you're going to have someone that has crossed both your paths. Um, obviously, my large family has a lot to do with it. And then really the whole, like, St. Louis school network, everybody knows everybody. Nobody so, knows them like you know you know, I think that's that's part of it. But it's if you're a more, like, reserved, shy person, you're not going to just have a conversation with anybody. But that does not bother me to have a conversation <laughs> with with people. I, I, I just think it's, a, you know, I, I love learning about people. So you've got, what, probably... Three more weeks or so? Three more real weeks and then the schedule. <laughs> the and nemesis, you know. Yeah, so that'll be the last time you tackle. Yes, but that, but that's another thing, too. It's like I'm, I'm really, really comfortable with Peggy and Mary, you know, taking it over. Uh, I think they're very, very fair. I think if you have, you know, sometimes there might be situations where you can manipulate things for certain people, but I know that they wouldn't do that. I mean, the goal has always been it's like what's best for the girls. It's like there really is no alternate if you sign up for physics, if we want to put you in anatomy, that's not going to fly. So we will do everything that we can to make that happen. That is something I will not miss. Now you love meetings. Yes, that's I love meetings. So is, that, is that the thing you will miss the most uh, about visitation? Yeah, meetings academy? are definitely what that, that did play a, a part in my decision. Strategic plan, new computer, capital campaign, Isaacs, that was like huge on my list. Those are the things that kept you as long as they did, right? Those are like, the I things hope, it's like, I'm like, I hope I can like, do more. Like, this is the time to go, right? Yeah, this is like, I hope I, I can do more strategic planning. I don't need I remember any that conversation meetings. vividly. Mm-hmm. Well, is there any advice or any, you know, parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the visitation family? I, I think it's like, you know, people just need to be open and respectful to other people. Like, get to know them for who they are and not just what you may see on the surface. It's Carol Costigan, who most many people know, it's like she always would talk about the the glass half full and the glass half empty. And, you know, it's so, I guess, sad to me that people don't look at it as the glass is always half full. It's like I feel sorry for their lives because it's like I would not want to be living in a world where I had to be worried about everything. And I think, you know, we've been lucky to be in schools where we are very, very confident much more than so like my friends are not as confident about what the world will be you know in the next 10 years or whatever but we've been able to see what what these young ladies will do when they leave us and that was really part of my reason to even come here 
to come to visit in the first place. It's like you want to be with people where you feel like you can make a difference, not really in what you do, but it's in what they will do mm. later. Well, so I feel lucky. I win the lottery next, but. We were the lucky. We are the lucky ones that we were able to have you for 25 years. It's long. Yeah. This is a bittersweet moment. It is. It is. I mean, it's, it's really hard for us as a school, and I just, you know, think of you on this, and this is, I can't think of a better way to sort of wrap up this this kind of year. You know, I, I, I know you're not committing to anything, but I do hope you'll commit to sort of at least being here. Like I've told you, come back during meetings and just walk by and go, I'm out of here. <laughs> just like pop your head in and hey, leave. Hey, I, th- I thought this morning, okay, so with the juniors for next year on the first day, the senior mayhem, I'm like, I might have to do a drive-by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of thing to do. Just uh-huh. incessantly prank the school. That's easy for like me. That. Yes, that's <laughs> when what you I have figured. an April Fool's birthday. You know, I'm the <laughs> master. Right. My final farewell is: Have a wonderful summer. Please be safe, and they will see you in the fall. And somewhere here and there, I will be seeing you as well. And listen to our catalog of podcasts. It's been a great season. A lot of great guests. Uh, make sure you spend your summer listening to two peas in a podcast. Barb, thank you so much for everything. Uh, we are blessed. Well, thank you. Thanks, girls, for having the interview here. Well, I'm David Cologne, and we're going to be signing off for 2019. And I'm Danielle Harrison, and we will see you again, in, uh, or hear you again, or listen, or however you want to do that. Uh, we, will do, we will be back in August. So thank you so much for uh, listening this year, and Two Peas in a Podcast, signing off. Adios. Thank you so much for listening and a special thank you to our listeners from the Emerging Media team. This was our first year of the podcast and it was very successful because of all of you. We also want to thank Mr. Cologne and Mrs. Harrison for being great hosts and our final guest, Mrs. McMullen, for a great 25 years. Thanks and look forward to new episodes next year.